You're listening to All Aboard, presented by Coors Light. Live from the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen in Tempe with Sun Devil head football coach Herm Edwards. Now alongside Coach Edwards, the voice of the Sun Devils, Tim Healy. As we approach the final two weekends of college football's 2018 regular season, the games remaining take on added significance for Arizona State. Coming off a thrilling senior day win over UCLA, the Sun Devils this week head to the Pacific Northwest, still in control of their own destiny in their bid to win the Pac-12 South Division title. In fact, there is a scenario in which ASU, with the win Saturday night over Oregon, and with some outside help, could clinch the Pac-12 South by the time they're back in Tempe in the wee early pre-dawn hours of Sunday. Join us over the next hour as we look back on the Sun Devils' win over UCLA and look ahead to Saturday's showdown with Oregon as we welcome you all aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light. Good evening, everybody. I'm Tim Healy, the radio play-by-play voice of Sun Devil football. With me is first-year ASU head coach Herm Edwards. And together, Herm and I are here with you for this, our final Thursday night radio get-together of the season. Next week's show, previewing the regular season finale at Arizona, will air on Wednesday night, the night before Thanksgiving. Our home for the ASU football coaches shows all season long has been the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen, located on First and Farmer near downtown Tempe, Arizona. We've had a lot of fun doing the show from the Lodge this season. They have been great hosts. We've had terrific crowds and lots of enjoyable Thursday night moments over the course of the last couple of months. If you're in the area, come on down and join us for tonight's show. We have some good guests lined up this evening, ASU tight ends coach and one-time Paradise Valley High School head coach, Donnie Antis will drop by for a visit. So, too, will a couple of key players from the Sun Devil offense as tight end Tommy Hudson and center Cole Cabral will join us. Just like a football game, this show is formatted in quarters, so off we go with the first quarter of tonight's broadcast. Welcome to All Aboard, presented by Coors Light. First quarter. Time now to welcome in head coach Herm Edwards. Herm, always good to visit with you on these Thursday nights. Sad for me, this is my last Thursday night get-together. I'll be uh, in Las Vegas with the men's basketball team next week, but it's been a lot of fun doing these shows. And How gratifying for you to have such meaningful games coming down the stretch. Well, I think it's important. I think every step we take uh, during the course of a football season, you find out a lot about the, your staff and your players, and you, you want to put your – team in position to be in these moments a lot so it becomes the standard Mm -hmm. of how you want to play and how you want to compete and can't say enough about our coaching staff um, obviously and the players because they're the ones that do all the work Uh, last week in our stadium it seemed like it was it was full capacity uh, the last minute how about that crowd? The, the crowd was fantastic, just like the crowd that, that comes here every Thursday, Thursday night. But it, it seemed like it, it, they were coming out of the walls wow. with the noise, you know. And you, you get two delay calls, uh, which really help you. I mean, that's 20 seconds off the clock. And so they really did a great job of, of, of proving that the home field advantage does help you. Indeed they did. I don't know that I've ever seen a crowd impact a game as dramatically as yeah. our fans did there in that final minute. Twice. Not once, but twice. Twice, yeah. That was incredible. Now, I just mentioned some of the ramifications and scenarios involving your football team in terms of what might happen this Saturday, Pac-12 South. But knowing you, I have a hunch your main focus right now is making sure the guys show up on time for the plane tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, that, that, right? That's very important. And I think they're excited about getting on the airplane. Um, we've got a, a good group of young men that uh, understand that there's been a lot of work put into this. 
And to say you'd be in this position um, is something that uh, it's not all, it doesn't always happen. You know, it's about opportunities. Life's about opportunities. And uh, they have a tremendous opportunity, but it all starts this weekend. Uh, it, you know, beating a, a very athletic big team that, that uh, plays well at home. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a capacity crowd. It's at night, 730. They are having a senior night, so there's going to be emotions yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So. It's going to be a fun venue. Indeed, it is going to be fun. And uh, you you seem to have developed an ability with this club to keep them focused, not looking too far down the road, just literally looking at the next play or the next practice or the next ball game. Well, that's what it's about. It's it's really about uh, the process. And, and, and I've always told players, you know, once the play is done, it's done. There's nothing you can do about it. We have tape. We'll let you know what you did right or wrong. And you got to move on. And and I think we're learning how to go about our business. I, I think the more the players are around me, they've kind of figured me out now, you know, how, how, what my mode of operation is. And it's, it's really about the next task at hand. And you don't get far ahead of yourself. You just stay focused on what we have to do and what it's going to take to go on the road and, and, and win in a tough venue. And that's that's probably the most important thing. And against a good football team that opened its season 5-1, and one, Oregon since has lost three of its last four. And, and they took some hits from the injury standpoint in their 32-25 loss at Utah last week. But... Herm, they're a dangerous team as I see it. And to me, they just have always looked, and especially the last couple of years, they just look like they play a step or two faster at Autzen Stadium. Yeah, they're very, they're very fast. Um, and, you know, momentum is the key for them. Once they get rolling, it's, hard, it's a hard thing to stop. And I think we're going to have to try to withstand that early in the game. Their emotions will be involved in this. Um, you know, they're a bowl-eligible team as well. And so... Mm-hmm. Um, we're we're in the Pac-12 conference. They're playing at home. Uh, I guess it was a, a high-scoring affair last year. Yes, it was. And so, you know, they're going to try to get on the board early and get that fan base uh, involved in, in, in being a distraction for us. So we've got to try to withstand that first quarter. And your team has shown that capacity to compete in all the road games. Uh, every game has been close. Yeah, no doubt. And um, even the SC game, the one that we had pulled away a little bit, and that they, was, that they closed close. it. I mean, we, we are entertaining. Uh, there's no doubt. Boy, is that the truth. You, you know, you, speaking of that, and, and, and I don't like the name drop, but I got a great phone call uh, Tuesday. A uh, guy I respect, uh, a guy that I played against uh, many a time, and my shoulder still hurts. Uh, it was Earl Campbell. Wow. So he calls me and he says, Coach, and he, you know, he works for the University of Texas. Mm-hmm. And he says, Coach, I, I watch your ball team. He said, I watch him every week. And he says, I like that running back, you know, because he knows from Texas. Right. right? I said, well, right. you should. He's from Texas. Right. <laughs> and so we start having this conversation. We must have talked for 30 minutes. But it's nice to hear from from former athletes, guys I've competed against and coaches. But it was funny because it was Earl, you know, and he wanted mm-hmm. to talk about the running back. But he but he really talked about more than that, you know, what he has watched us every week he's he's watched every game and he says coach he said those young men play hard he said just tell your staff they're doing a great job so it was it was nice to hear from a guy like that oh man what a compliment i i was a television sportscaster in dallas in the early 80s uh, right near the beginning of earl's pro career with the houston oilers and i can still remember that (laughs) monday night game in 1978 when he was a rookie against the Miami Dolphins. It might have been the best individual performance in the nearly half-century-long history of Monday Night Football. Yeah, a fabulous football player. And um, I told him when we were laughing on the phone, he said, you doing okay? I said, no, my shoulder still hurts from trying to tackle you. (laughs) 
He was a oh, load. Boy, what a, he was something. He was special. Great. He's a special player. The, the Tyler Rose, Earl yeah. Campbell, one of the literally one of the all-time greats. And speaking of the running back he likes, boy, is Eno Benjamin having himself a season. He's now the number three rusher in the nation with just under 1,300 yards on the season. If he can rush for 271 more yards, he will become Arizona State's all-time single-season rushing leader. And considering that he's averaged 181 yards the last three games, he's got a shot at that. Well, he does, and I, I think the, the two young men that are here today, um, you know, help him do that. Yes, Overall, indeed. And, and Tommy. You know, That's Tommy's why we're having tight him here. Yep. And, and the offensive line, along with the tight end and the fullback, have done a great job. Uh, of really creating lanes for Eno to run in, and he would take he'd be the first to say that. He said, "This guy's up front," and um, to their credit, uh, and Coach Christensen and, and you know, and, and Donnie is here. He coaches the tight ends; they're a big part of the running game. We've been able to establish a nice running game this season, and that would be nice if if Eno could set that mark. It'd be a good mark for him to set, and and, and for the football team as well. And you're absolutely right. He is one of the most humble, uh, modest kids I've encountered in all my years covering Sun Devil football, and any press session he has during the week, it it automatically, he just kind of redirects credit elsewhere, and mainly toward those fellas in the O-line, Tommy Hudson and those guys. Yeah, he does, and uh, you know, when when he's had a good night, the one night that he broke the record rush for, I don't know how many yards, after the game, you know, Oregon State, you know, and 312, and we we present him with whatever, the game ball, and the first thing he says to the football team is about his offensive line, you know, and the guys in front of him, so that's, you're exactly right, And, and his humility says a lot about his upbringing and, and, and you know, and, and the things that are important to him. He knows team is important to him. He talked about our team being a family, and that's the truth. It is a family. He's a great kid, and, boy, to watch him the way he runs, the ability to uh, avoid tackles, spin off tackles, and he'll he'll take contact if need be, too. Well, he will. And, um, you know, going into the season, I don't think anyone anticipated that he would have this type of season. You know, he was a good player, but he didn't play sure. a lot. He, yeah. Because he had two good backs here. He didn't play a lot. And that was good for me because mm-hmm. he didn't get to play a lot. Of, so he's not beat up. You know? right. and, and all of a sudden, he's carried the you ball. You got yourself a nice well, present when you did this you know, job. Huh? And I keep telling him, I don't want to wear you out. He said, I want to play. I said, I know it'll give you too many carries. I want to wear you out. You know, oh. so. Uh, it's fun to, to coach a guy like that. You know, my son Joe raised a good point on Twitter the other day. I'm wondering if there is any other school in the country that has a semifinalist for the Doak Walker Award, as Eno Benjamin is. Doak Walker Award honors the top running back in college football. And a semifinalist for the Boletnikoff Award, as Nikhil Harry is. That goes to the top receiver in college football. And that's that's fantastic. And uh, two deserving candidates, there's no doubt about that. And uh, it's been a lot of fun watching those guys play and, 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 and to their credit, I mean, in big moments, they made big plays. And that's what gets you, you noticed. And they've been very consistent in a very consistent season for both of them thus far. I would say, and obviously there's a lot of, uh, a lot of chapters to be written in the story of this season, but I, I would not be surprised if you look back on this year and look at Nikhil's punt return at USC as maybe being a turning point moment in this season because – uh, that was a ball game where you'd lost four of your last five. You had an early lead, lost the lead, and his individual play got you the lead back. You held on, and you haven't lost since. No, you're right. And to go there and beat USC in in their stadium, that that always gives you some confidence. And I, and I think our players learn a lot about themselves. And you know, when you have a lead like that, and all of a sudden it's it's taken away from you on the road, and your ability to to stay mentally tough and. and and, and make a play or two. And that's what great players do. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they find a way to make a play at a big moment to get when the momentum back. And, and we've been fortunate. 
that in certain games where we needed the momentum, either was it was the offense or the defense making a big stop, uh, it's all kind of work for us, and that's a credit to the players. Uh, speaking of which, how did you size up your defense's play against UCLA? Well, except for the tight end, they did pretty good. <laughs> we wow. cover the tight end. <laughs> Caleb Wilson, pretty kept saying, darn good. I, 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 I told Danny, I said, you know, I'm just, if you could just cover 81, I remember, was it 11? Was he 11? 81. 81. I said it was 81. I said, just can we cover the guy to go throw it to him every time? <laughs> they just kept He's 80. Time. He's 80. Oh, you, were, you were thinking 11 because that's how many passes you I mean, just, I mean, It's always a tight end. I yeah. said, just cover the tight end. I mean, yeah. And we were doing, we were drawing stuff up on the sidelines and saying, we got to do it this way. And, I mean, the guy had a terrific game, obviously, and, and, and Chip was a terrific coach. And some of it was on us, just not being in the, in the right position uh but other than that I, I thought the defense the big stop on fourth down was big mm-hmm. when they went for it that was a big moment and then the big interception the turnover when they were in scoring position again yep those are two big plays that all of a sudden the defense had to make you know and then at the end i mean <laughs> it's typical you know they get the ball and they go down there and go oh, they're gonna score they're yeah gonna so and 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 i was talking to 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 Likens or somebody, I said, okay. And I'm going, if they do kick a field goal, I said, we want to defer in overtime, right? <laughs> I'm already thinking, right? I'm oh, already ending this thing. I'm thinking overtime. Yeah. I said, go overtime. I said, and they go, they go, coach, I'm just asking you if it go. I said, we're going to defer. We're going to let them have the ball. And then I'm hollering at the defense, will you please stop these guys? And, and, the, and then, then your crowd job. rode to oh, the and then rescue. the crowd rose to the occasion. I said, oh, we're oh. really good right now, right? Unbelievable. You know what impressed me, though, about your defense is look at the guys you lost. Uh, DeMonte King, who hasn't hardly missed a snap all year, goes down. Jalen Harvey, your leading tackler, goes down with a stinger. Merlin Robertson out for the second half. The worst timing possible for a targeting foul, the first minute of the second half. He's out the whole second half (laughs) and the first half this coming Saturday at Oregon, and yet you found a way. Well, it's funny you say that because then all of a sudden I'm looking on the sideline. I tell Danny, I said, what's going to happen? He says, we're putting in two more freshmen. <laughs> I said, oh, we have anybody else? No, they got to play. I said, put them in there. <laughs> and we, to we, their credit, they did a good job. They, 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 I mean, their eyes were big as saucers. Cam Phillips gets oh, in his Cam first. Phillips. Oh, his leading, he's the leading tackler in that game. Yeah. He had seven tackles. You know, he, solos. He's looking at me like this. And I say, hey, you know what? Drink some water. You, <laughs> I said, drink some water before you go out there because <laughs> his throat was dry. Uh, I was trying to talk to him. He's going, Coach, I said, just drink some water. It's going to be okay. <laughs> and darn if it wasn't. Oh, boy. Seven solo tackles. Boy, yeah. he, he grew up in a hurry. He did a good job. How are DeMonte and Jalen? What, what are they they're, looking they're like? They're going to be week? all right. They're going with us on the trip. We'll see if they're, they're available to play. And if not, hey, look, those young guys are going to have to play. And we'll, we'll live with it, and they'll be fine. And Merlin Robertson, uh, how do you compensate for his well, absence in the first half? Yeah, <laughs> he's going to stand by me, and as soon as he can get in, I tell you, we have a cart to take him on the field. Go put him on the field. Just go play. But he's going to be out first half. And yeah. so that's just the way it is. That's the rules. And um, he's, you know, he's excited about playing. I told him, I said, now you're, gonna, you're only going to play half a game. You've never done that thus far yet. I said, that's going to be new. You should make a lot of tackles that second half you go in there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I wonder if he'd still be a candidate for Pac-12 Player of the Week if, uh, you know, yeah. if he only gets a, a half and uh, plays like he has been. Two guys that have really stepped up for you, I think, on your defense. Freshman linebacker Tyler Johnson and uh, freshman, for another freshman, defensive end Jermaine Lole. Yeah. Both made big plays Saturday against UCLA. Yeah, I'm really pleased with Tyler. Um, he's done a fantastic job. You know, he, he is a, he's got a lot of talent, and he's just scratching the surface. But he's a big, powerful man. 
um, and and really enjoys our coaching staff, and that that helps. You know, he really enjoys the guys and got two big sacks. I got a bet with him, and the bet is if he gets uh, what is it, eight sacks, like the, you know that he wants to all of a sudden he wants to be this multi-purpose player. You know, and I said okay, you get a couple sacks, you get you get eight. And I said I'm gonna put you tight end. Ooh. And throw your pass. Ooh. So that's the bet. So Ooh. I'm trying to pump him up, you know, to get him some go get the quarterback. So we'll I'm, see what happens. I'm liking that. Let's we'll, we'll keep an eye on that as yeah. events uh, transpire in these last couple of games. For the world's most refreshing beer, 21 means 21. Celebrate responsibly with Coors Light, Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Just getting going on tonight's edition of All Aboard with Herm Edwards. Sun Devil tight ends coach Donnie Addis will join us a bit later on. Up next, you'll meet two fellas whose blocking has helped the Sun Devils' ground game emerge as one of the best in the Pac-12. Tight end Tommy Hudson and center Cole Cabral will be our guests after these messages here on All Aboard, presented by Coors Light. We're live from the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen in Tempe, and now this time out on the Sun Devil Radio Network, presented by Healy River Hotels and Casinos. Let's start the second quarter of All Aboard, presented by Coors Light. On game day, leave the driving to Lyft, proud partner of Sun Devil Athletics. Download the app and enter the code SUNDEVILS for $5 off your first four rides. Not a bad deal. A reminder, fans, the 2018 Sun Devil Football Awards Banquet's coming up in a few weeks, Sunday, December 2nd. At the JW Marriott Camelback Inn, join Coach Herm Edwards, his staff, and players and be a part of this great annual event that celebrates the 2018 season and honors the Sun Devil seniors as well. Tickets are $200 per person, or you can purchase a table of 10 starting at $1,500. To register, log on to www.sundevilclub.com slash football-banquet. There. So welcome back to All Aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light. I'm Tim Healy, the radio voice of Sun Devil Football and your host for tonight's show. Time now to welcome in our player guest this evening, two fellas whose blocking helps make the Sun Devil offense tick. Our first guest has seen his role in the ASU offense expand over the course of this season. A junior tight end from San Jose, California. He has 11 catches on the year and has provided excellent blocking for the ASU ground game. We welcome Tommy Hudson to the show. Tommy, good to see you, buddy. Great to be here. Thanks for coming on. And joining him, just uh, for our fans here to his right, a fellow who's become one of the nation's top centers in 2018. In fact, he's one of only 18 Power 5 centers in the country not to have allowed a single sack this year while becoming one of the top run-blocking centers in the Pac-12 as well. From Rancho Cucamonga, California, say hello to Cole Cabral. Cole, how are you, bud? Good. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. Glad to have you on. Tommy, let's start with you. How about uh, sharing with us your overview uh, on the bigger role that you've taken so far this season out of that tight end position? Um, I think it just comes down to, you know, fall camp and how it all started uh, when Coach Herm got here with just the attitude they wanted to set with the run game and, you know, forcing our will on other people. Um, you know, having a tight end there really spreads out the defense and gives us an opportunity to run the ball. And, and the tight end position, as I'm sure you're well aware, has a pretty good history at this school with some pretty good players that have preceded you. Huh? Yeah, there's been some great guys come through here. You know, I'm just blessed to be a part of it. Um, it's been an honor and a privilege to be, you know, going out there every single Saturday and, you know, just kind of represent the name on the front and the back of your jersey every single day. So Well put. Yeah, Todd Heap, Zach Miller, Chris Coyle. You could start a pretty good football team with those three guys, huh? Oh, yeah. Definitely be able to run the ball with them. That's for sure. Now, a big part of your role is the blocking you provide, and especially uh, in the run game. How about these numbers? In the three-game win streak, 
The Sun Devils are averaging 262 rushing yards per game. Eno Benjamin's averaging 181 of those yards. Tommy, what are some of the factors, in your opinion, that have allowed the ground game to take off? Um, I think everyone's on the same page with what we're trying to get done throughout the beginning of the week. Um, It just starts with mental preparation, doing the little things right. Um, I know Eno's going to get arm tackles. He's going to break those arm tackles. As long as you get him to the second level, he's going to have a chance to bust a big one. So I know winning at point of attack is really important, especially knowing you have a great running back like Eno behind. Um, And, you know, you can just be confident knowing that you might miss a little bit, but he's going to make you right because he's that special of a player. Cole, uh, your perspective on the run game and uh, your perspective on the year Mr. Benjamin is having for you. Uh, I think he's having a lights-out year. Um, but I think it just goes back to us on Tuesday being all in the same meeting room. Um, that's something we started a couple weeks ago with having on the tight ends, running backs, when we're doing our run install every week, um, all going in and getting it at the same time, getting all of our calls and them being taking charge of what we're doing outside of the room. And Eno is a big part of that, and we made a note of that earlier in the year, how he spends almost as much time in your meeting room, doesn't mm-hmm. he, as he does with the running backs. How important is that? I mean, obviously very important. Oh, that's huge. I mean, it's a big thing in the pass game, too, because um, he knows exactly what we're looking at all week of how we're um, looking at things, how we're going to call things, where the mic's going to be, and if he sees something that he doesn't, he's not sure about, he's coming up asking us mid-practice or on the bench during the game or on the field if he doesn't hear what we're calling out. Cole, is there something, I've noticed an interesting trend. Last November, when you had DeMario and Kalen running the football, you guys were phenomenal running the ball in the month of November. You averaged, I think, close to 300 rushing yards in the games in November. And here you are again at the end of this season putting up big numbers. Is there something about just the consistency of just running the ball week in and week out and eventually just start wearing opponents down? Yeah, I think um, our scheme and the coaches we've had in the past are getting us to the point where we're getting stronger as the year goes on. Um, I think that's just Coach Conley in the weight room. He's got us squatting every Sunday after the game coming in. Wow. Um, during the week, doing still doing heavy lifts, giving us a good load. So later in the year, it's not so much of on our body during the games. It's taking it on us and putting it in practice. So when we get to the game, it's more, almost more of less than practice. Give these folks a sense of what it's like for you as an O-lineman when Eno breaks a big one or he comes in after having rushed for 180 or 175 yards a game. Uh, it's great to see him running down the field. It's like it's rewarding to see what he can do if you just give him a sliver of a hole or if you give him a hole that you can walk a truck through. Um, let him go to work and do his uh, thing. I mean, he's been doing it since he was in high school. Yeah. Tommy, another guy that I think deserves some credit, and I wanted to get you to talk a little bit about him, is uh, Nick Ralston. He uh, started, uh, he was a running back here for a couple of years, and then moved to defense, played linebacker in spring ball. Early this season, the coaches moved him back to offense as a blocking fullback, and the job he's done, and he gets a touchdown last week as a pass receiver against UCLA, but talk about Nick and what he's been able to contribute. Uh, I mean, Nick's just a really smart guy. Uh, You know, you can put him anywhere on the field, he's going to be successful. Um, I think he knows what it takes to uh, to win every play, and uh, he's going to put himself in the, the perfect position to do that. And he's a big energy guy. He's fun to be around. He's my best friend. Um, it's just great to see good things happen for him. And, you know, everything he does, he's a winner at in the classroom. Yeah. When he was over on defense, he's a leader. In the weight room, he's a leader. 
Um, and now he's over on offense. He's just a little spark plug over there for everybody. And a full disclosure, we were hoping that Nick would have joined you two on the show tonight, but doggone it, he had a class. Yeah, MBA, MBA program. Yeah, he's, uh, he is a brilliant, brilliant student. He's the, he's the embodiment of the, uh, the, of the term, the student athlete. Cole, I wanted to get you talking about the fact that your offensive line has played such a high level this year, even though there have been a lot of moving parts, haven't there? You at center and Quinn Bailey at right tackle are the only two guys that have played every game at the same position. Mm -hmm. Coach Dave Christensen has mixed and matched, and yet you guys still perform at a high level. How are you guys able to do that? Yeah, um, I think it's just all of us getting on the same page. Um, As the year's gone on, we've all started to understand and figure out how this blocking scheme works and all of us getting the chemistry that is needed to play at this uh, position. What has Coach Christensen brought? It seems to me he's done a great job coaching up the O-line this year. Oh, yeah. I mean, he brought in a whole different attitude into our room this year, um, which kind of built on what Coach Sale did from Coach Thompson um, with almost getting us to go look for finishes or going out and getting pancakes, um, going out to – impose our will on guys make them not want to come out later in the game end of the fourth quarter that where it's we're just running the ball over people you have besides coach christensen another mentor that i wanted to get you talking about we did a feature on the pregame show last week about he's uh he's possibly going to go into the pro football hall of fame 16 years in the national football league is one of the very best centers of his generation now a sun devil offensive non-coaching analyst kevin mawai I can't imagine a better person to learn the craft from than him. What has he uh, brought to you? I mean, he's helped elevate my game so much more than I ever thought I could. Um, Just from the film study to different ways I can go and attack different blocks or different techniques I can use to put myself in a better situation or put someone next to me in a better situation. Tommy, you have a new position coach this year. Donnie Annis will be joining us on the next segment. What have you picked up from Coach Annis this year? Um, I, I think it's just, you know, the little things is probably the, the big thing for him. Um, he's never going to let us go out there not knowing what to do, which is it's awesome to know that you always have someone who has your back out there. Um, he really makes sure that the, the fundamentals aren't forgotten and we're not just going out there going through the motions. It's really important, especially for a position like ours. You know, we're out as a receiver, we're out in a slot receiver, we're in the backfield, we're lining up like a fullback. There's so many different things we can get get lost in and not know exactly what to do. Mm-hmm. But that hasn't been the case this year, having Coach Yannis uh, yeah. by our side. Yeah, you guys have performed great in that regard. And Cole, another thing you guys have done really well. We talked a lot about the running, but how about the pass protection? I mean, you guys have kept Manny Wilkins upright. He's only been sacked 11 times this year, and that's, I think, 13th in the nation in terms of fewest yeah. sacks allowed. What have been the key factors there, in your opinion? Um, I think it's been more of everyone being on the same page um, and guys looking for um, different structures, different alignments from uh, secondary linebackers and being able to take what we've watched on film all week to understand hey, if this guy's in this spot or out of this spot, we know something else is right or someone else is coming from the roof or out on, um, off the edge as a corner. Indeed. Tommy, uh, share with me your overview of this ball game coming up Saturday night. This will be your first trip, you were telling me, to Autzen Stadium in Eugene, right? Um, I think it's going to come down to just, you know, like making them quit. We're just going to impose our will on them for four quarters. And, you know, I don't think really anybody could hang with our best. So if we bring our best, it's going to be a good day for the Sun Devils. Cole, uh, you've played there before that game two years ago. Give us a sense, uh, give Tommy a sense. What's it going to be like in Autzen Stadium, and what do you see as the keys on Saturday? Um, I think key-wise it's going out, playing our own game, not let them dictate what we want to do with our with the ball, um, going out, play our offense, and just go play a dominating uh, game up front. 
Tom, your your team has shown a lot of, I think, really cool and tangible qualities this year. Different times, you've been tough, you've been resilient, uh, you've shown a lot of focus and poise. Uh, where do you get that from, and what quality about your team impresses you the most? Um, I think it's the way that we handle pressure. You know, like there's times in the in the early part of the season where there was a lot of noise outside of our program telling us how bad we're doing and and how we're not going to make it and. You know, you can't really worry about those negative energy kind of things. You're just going to go back to work every single day. And, you know, it, it, that's the only way you're going to be able to perform anyway. So why worry about what other people are saying? And just being able to, like, put your blinders on and just keep going, um, I think, is kind of like the best quality of our team. They don't really care about the noise. They just want to go to work. Now, Tommy's from San Jose, California, and that also happens to be the hometown of a fairly well-known former Sun Devil, the late Pat Tillman. Uh, how big a deal was Pat? I mean, Pat is revered here. Is it the same in San Jose? What did you know about Pat Tillman before you became a Sun Devil? Uh, preseason games we play at Leland where he went to high school. So uh, I was aware of, of what happened and all the, the history behind it. And I was kind of, I was honored when uh, I found out, like, he was really, like, a prominent, like, uh, role in Arizona State. Because my dad brought it up just randomly one time. He's talking about a guy who got who got killed in action, who played for the Cardinals. And I never really thought much of it, but it kind of, as time went on, it, it kind of became a bigger part of my life. Um, and, you know, it's just really cool to be established and be a part of his legacy, you know, every day wearing cleats as a PT-42, have it on our helmet. You know, it just kind of puts things in perspective. And that he's from your hometown has to give you that sense of pride, I would yeah. imagine, too. Your, his alma mater and in your hometown. You know, you can share both of those with Pat Tillman. And Cole, what's it like walking by the Tillman statue before you take the field every game at Sun Devil Stadium? Um, breathtaking. I mean, you look at that thing, there's so much detail in it. Um, I think it just represents the university and the program in a whole of what we strive to be is um, going out and doing the right things every day. It doesn't have to be big name, big this, big that, but just going out, doing the dirty work, getting it done. Great stuff from you fellows. Appreciate your visiting with us, and uh, good luck Saturday against Oregon. It's awesome. going to be quite an atmosphere. I've been there many times, Tommy, but you'll love it, and you'll do great. Thanks for coming on, bud. Thank you. Appreciate it. Tommy Hudson, Cole Cabral, thanks for coming on, fellas. Great Thank stuff you. tonight. They are our guests on tonight's show. For the world's most refreshing beer, 21 means 21. Celebrate, but celebrate responsibly with Coors Light, Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Up next, a visit with Sun Devil tight ends coach Donnie Antis. You're listening to All Aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light, live from the Lodge in Tempe. I'm Tim Healy, and now this time out on the Sun Devil Radio Network, presented by Gila River Hotels and Casinos. This is All Aboard, presented by Coors Light third quarter. A college football team needs a quality night's rest the evening before the big game and that's exactly what the Sun Devils get at the Hilton Scottsdale where the team stays before all home games once again in 2018 and trusting of course they'll get a quality night's rest at the lovely Valley River Inn in Eugene, Oregon which will be the headquarters tomorrow night for the Sun Devils as they uh, get set to take on the Oregon Ducks. Welcome back to the show. We're at the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen on First and Farmer in Tempe. I'm Tim Healy, the voice of Sun Devil Football, and we're glad you joined us tonight. In this segment, we visit each week with one of the members of Coach Herm Edwards' staff at Arizona State, and tonight's guest has been a part of the Sun Devil football program the last three years, but this is his first as one of Herm's assistant coaches. In 2016 and 17, he served as Sun Devil football's associate athletic director in charge of football recruiting, a natural role for him given his uh, given the fact that for 14 years he was the highly successful head coach at Paradise Valley High School. 
This past offseason, when the NCAA allowed FBS programs to add a 10th assistant coach, he made the move back to the field to become Arizona State's tight ends coach. He's a good friend. We welcome to the show Coach Donnie Yantis. Donnie, great to see you, bud. Thanks, Tim. Excited to be here with you. Excited to, exciting time for the program, isn't it? As I mentioned to Coach, having these last few games of the season be so, so meaningful for this program. Yeah, just seeing our kids perform at a high level against great football teams in this conference and give us a chance to to get to uh, the Pac-12 championship, that's our goal. And Coach, when he got here, that was the first thing he told the kids. He wants to win a Pac-12 championship. And um, our guys have bought into what we're doing. Um, our strength coach has done a great job with his staff. And then our you know, our coaching staff has put the kids in a position. And the kids have made plays, so it's been great. How gratifying is it for you to be back on the field? I know you love the job you did the last two years, coordinating all the recruiting efforts. But to be back at your roots, uh, coaching football once again. It, that's what I've made to me as a coach. And to have an impact on these kids, not only on the field, but off the field. And um, I'm blessed to have Coach Edwards give me the opportunity. And... Um, certainly taking advantage of it and, and getting our guys ready to play. Most coaches I talk to, Donnie, say they have a, a particular mentor or two that have been an inspiration to them. And you you and I talked about this about a month ago. You have a particular man in mind as uh, the the biggest influence in your career, don't you? Yeah, my high school football coach, Bob Lambie. He's, uh, he was at our game two weeks ago. Um, he's a guy that – At Paradise uh, Valley, right? Yeah, yes, sir. He, uh, you know, he was like a dad to me. You know, I didn't have a dad, and he was one of those guys that poured into me. Um, taught me discipline and you know being committed to something and you know I got to coach with him and then I took over when he retired so um, yeah definitely Bob Lambie. Your overview of how recruiting is going under Coach Edwards and how you sense the uh, the message of uh, ASU football Herm Edwards styles being received on the recruiting trail. You know it's been great I mean the excitement I think that that Herm's brought to our program um, you know this the interest of kids uh, we're definitely um, entrenched in the state of California and Arizona. I think that's our main roots and our coaching staff. Antonio Pierce has done a really good job of, of promoting, using social media and, and allowing that. And then we got a graphics person that's doing a great job with that, Radman. He's been awesome. Um, you know, it's been well, well received, and I think. And then when you're winning, that, that also helps, you know, in terms of um, getting the interest, getting the kids to the game and seeing you beat UCLA at home with, you know, a ton of ton of recruits. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal. Indeed it is. Um, and a little bit of a spoiler alert. We've got a feature coming up on our pregame show Saturday from Eugene on uh, Al Luganville, a one-time Arizona State uh, assistant coach, former head coach at San Diego State, former head coach in NFL Europe, who's now ASU's director of player personnel. And that has just ratcheted the recruiting process up to a whole different level, hasn't it? Yeah, no doubt. You know, he's um, in terms of the pro model, not only they are they in charge of recruiting, you know, in terms of the people we're recruiting, but they're also in charge of evaluating our team, you know, in, in our positions and, you know, letting us as coaches, there's lockers, and we can go in there and watch the evaluations on our team, on our players to, to see where they're at. And, you know, we want to recruit, obviously, every single position. We want to recruit better each year. So that's our goal, and Al's done an unbelievable job of organizing that. Let's talk about your tight end group, and in particular, the as we talked with him about, the expanded role that Tommy Hudson has had on this club this year. Yeah, Tommy. Tommy's done a great job, you know, in terms of the run game, what we've done, um, inserting him in there, and, and he's uh, been very efficient and, and, you know, very selfless. And that's, that's a key part in that position because – there's not a lot of glory, just like an offensive lineman and being a tight end in terms of what we're doing running the football. 
but he takes pride in that, and he gets excited when he gets big blocks, and mm-hmm. we get big runs by Eno. So it's certainly a group effort and a team effort, and I think that's part of the reason we're successful is because we have so many guys that are selfless on that side on offense and they are making plays, so that's good. What do you feel or sense to be the future of the tight end position in this offense here at Arizona State? Well, ideally, we want a, a young man that can, can split out and – and run routes and, and take take the top off the coverage and also be able to be in line and be in the backfield and be a mover, kind of what we're doing now. Um, I think as we evolve, you know, as a program and as an offense, I know Coach Likens, he's, he's big on that so we don't have to change personnel. But uh, Tommy's done a really good job of – of kind of adapting to what we're trying to do. So it's, it's, it's rewarding. And you have a young man from Nebraska, Jared Bubeck, who yeah. has started to get more snaps as the number two tight end, hasn't yeah, he? Jared's done a great job in terms of he gets in when he gets a few plays a game and he's very efficient doing what he's supposed to do. And his goal, you know, for him it's just experience, getting him more game experience and um, very attentive in, in our meetings and practice and very deliberate with his footwork, which is important to what we're doing. And when you do that, you got a chance to be successful. And we mentioned with Tommy, but boy, you look at the uh, the legacy of tight ends at Arizona State. When you, and just in the last 20 years, Todd Heap, Zach Miller, Chris Coyle—I mean, three of the all-time greats here. Yeah, that's a position in this program that's been great. So that's what we're looking to do is is build upon that. I know, you know, Herm coming from the pro background, you know, that's very important. Tight ends are important in what we're doing, running the football and throwing the football. So um, as we move forward, that's where we're going to be. From what you've observed in practices this week, Donnie, what's your sense as to the team's focus, their mindset that they'll take into this big game at Oregon Saturday night? I think, number one, they've learned how to practice after success, and I think that's important. Um, Doing the right things, focusing on fundamentals, just the little things. You know, it's just like lining up right and make sure you're you're at the proper depth or the proper width as a receiver. Offensive line splits, our coaches have done a great job, and the players have been very focused. So, you know, I'm encouraged about what's going to happen. I think in the last three weeks you've seen that happen on the field. You know, the, the kids are making plays. And part of making plays is being in proper alignment and knowing your assignments. So those kids are, are uh, have been very, very focused. So I'm excited about this week. How cool is it to say that a late November game for Arizona State is critical, especially uh, when you think back to that rough, scare, uh, rough stretch in late September and October when the team lost four out of five? You know, it's important that the kids believe, and I know they believe in Coach Herm, and I think that's important. And then, obviously, the rest of the coaching staff and the staff on our team. Um, but absolutely, that's what that's what we're doing this for. You want to you want to win championships, and that's what we're here for ASU. That's what we're here to do. And I know Coach Herm; he didn't come here just to win some games. He came here to win championships. So, you know, with his what what he's bringing to the table, those kids have bought in, and, and we're certainly in the hunt. I asked Tommy this. I'll ask you, What are there any qualities that you really find endearing about this team or that really stand out to you about this club from an intangible standpoint? You know, I think, you know, if you look at the games that we weren't successful when we lost, um, our kids don't quit. You know, I think that's a blue-collar approach. These kids work hard. And um, and Coach rewards them with, with their hard work, for, with how we practice. You know, we don't, we don't have super long practices. You know, they're very fundamentally sound get the technique done, get the concepts taken care of, and then get them off the field and get them off their feet. So I think, you know, from that standpoint, they're being um, taken care of, their bodies are taken care of, and I just think they they have a no-quit mentality. I mean, Mm -hmm. every single game we've we've been in, we've had a chance to win. Absolutely. What would you find, what what would you figure to be a couple of keys fans could keep an eye out for Saturday in order to get that win in Oregon? For us, it's controlling the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. I think that's the key. And obviously, on the road, 
um, you know, getting their crowd to to not be loud. And how we're going to do that is again control the line of scrimmage from an offensive standpoint. Own the ball. We got to control the football and make sure we don't give it up. And on defense, I know Coach Gonzalez and his crew have done a great job of creating turnovers. So mm-hmm. getting after their quarterback and creating turnovers. Great insights as always, Donnie. We appreciate the visit. Thanks, and uh, good luck this Saturday. Yes, sir. Go Devils. Go Devils, indeed. Great to visit with Sun Devil tight ends coach Donnie Andis, our guest tonight on All Aboard with Coach Herm. For the world's most refreshing beer, 21 means 21. Celebrate, but celebrate responsibly with Coors Light, Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Coach Edwards will rejoin me to continue our preview of Saturday's big game at Oregon. That's coming up in a moment as All Aboard, presented by Coors Light, rolls on from the Lodge in Tempe. You're listening to the Sun Devil Radio Network. The fourth quarter is next on All Aboard with Sun Devil head football coach Herm Edwards. Visit the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen on First and Farmer in Tempe every Thursday night during the ASU football season. Well, this is actually your last Thursday night chance to do so. We're all aboard with Coach Herm. Stay afterward for great food and a nice cold beverage. Now, reminder, next week's season finale show will be on Wednesday night, hosted by Jeff Munn as uh, Sun Devil football uh, heads down to Tucson next week for the big rivalry game with the U of A. Welcome back to All Aboard, presented by Coors Light for the world's most refreshing beer. 21 means 21. Celebrate responsibly with Coors Light, Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. I'm Tim Healy. Glad you joined us tonight. Coach Herm Edwards back with us now. Herm, I wanted to ask you, how did you survive senior day and all the emotions? That was going to be your first uh, senior day as head coach, and that's quite a special uh, moment before the game. How did, how did well, it go for you? it is. Um, speaking to the parents uh, the day of the game, uh, went in and spoke to them for a while, and then, you know, having to shake the players' hands before they went on the field, that was emotional as well. And then Manny Wilkins looked like he got really oh, emotional. Oh, boy, he was a mess. I mean, we were both a mess <laughs> <laughs> at the tunnel at the Tillman. We're hugging each hugging uh, each other under Tillman, you wow. know. It was like, hey, and then he, then he went out and played very, very well How special us. to get a win for him in his yeah. final home game and run all for those two touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, all the all seniors, you know, you want to see them going out. And I said all week, you know, this is the last time they'll ever play in this stadium as a college football player. And uh, we, we owe them a win. You know, let, let them go out in class, guys. And I think our team did a nice job of presenting that uh, victory for them. I think years from now, you'll look back and remember this group as uh, pretty special, that first senior class uh, of yours at Arizona State. Yeah, no doubt. And the fact that, uh, you know, coaching change always brings anxiety to players. Uh, you know, what are they going to do? How are they going to use me now? Am I going to be involved? And I think for the most part um, – they did a great job of, uh, you know, the task at hand was to to, to prepare themselves to be a football player. And mm-hmm. for Manny, you know, he's had different coaches, different coordinators. Just about every year. Every year, like you know, and, and for him to play to how he's playing says a lot about who he is. And his his whole college career, it seems like, has always been a change, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, he's done a remarkable job for us this year. Sure has. You're going to see a pretty good quarterback Saturday night, yeah, Justin Herbert at Oregon. That. A lot of people, he's a junior, but if he goes out, a lot of people think he could be the first quarterback taken in the NFL draft next spring. What's your scouting report on Herbert? Well, you can't allow him to get comfortable in the pocket. He can throw it. I mean, he, he can spin the ball um, very accurate um, and has some ability to run. You know, he, he, he can make some un- unannounced plays uh, with his legs. Um, they do a nice job of, of running the ball. He does a nice job of getting the ball down to the back, too. Uh, when things are a little bit, you know, sh- you know, shaky form down mm-hmm. the field and there's coverage, so dump it off to the back. But he's a good player. 
Yeah. Really, really good quarterback. Yes, he is. In fact, in two career games against ASU, he's thrown for 770 yards, mm. seven touchdowns, and no interceptions. And he has, as one of his targets, the number one pass catcher, statistically speaking, in the Pac-12 in junior Dylan Mitchell. Uh, number 13. Uh, he'll be number 13, 64 catches. He's one of only seven FBS receivers in the country this year that's already reached the 1,000-yard mark in receiving yards. Between him and Nikhil Harry, we're going to see two of the best on the same field on Saturday. You really will. Kind of reminds me of the Colorado game a little bit. LaVisca uh, Chenault, yeah. LaVisca yeah. Chenault, and uh, a fine player. Um, move him around. Um, you know, he can he can run underneath. Uh, he's good uh, running down the field with the vertical passing game that they um, uh Pulls on you at times, so yeah, he, he's a well-rounded and gifted player. What do you make of Oregon's defense? Uh, they're, statistically, they're not really ranked very high, but I look at them and I see playmakers at every level of their defense. Well, the thing about Oregon, you know, they, they've got tremendous athleticism um, on, on all you know three phases of defense. Um, big defensive linemen that can run, and got some linebackers in the back end. They, they they generally get a lot of kids that are very athletic, play the ball. I think they got 13 interceptions or something like that. 33 PBUs that are around the football, and that makes you nervous. You know, they they, they they get their hands on a lot of footballs, and that creates turnovers. I want to say they got 73 points this year off of turnovers. So you got to be careful with the ball and not turn it over against these guys. Especially in that atmosphere, and they seem yeah. to be a team that as much as any in the league maybe, and I think yours probably does as well, but feeds off its home crowd as well as any team in the league. Yeah, I think. No doubt, and uh, it'll be packed. I mean, it'll be a packed stadium, 7.30 game at night, and um, they'll be very vocal, and we better get ready for that. And it's meaningful, obviously, for your team, meaningful for them, as you said. You'll be on the other end of a senior night uh, on Saturday in Eugene. Yeah, and, and, you know, I think how we handle that barrage early uh, will we'll, we'll determine a lot of things for us, and I think we just got to stay pat at what we do, and we need to slow the game down if we can, you know, and, and not allow them to possess the ball as many times as they would like to possess it and score. It's going to be good football weather, too. Uh, not going to rain. Uh, I can't wait to get up there. It's going to be a lot of fall foliage and a great, great atmosphere at Austin Stadium Saturday. It really will be. I can remember the last time I, I – now it was obviously a different – the venue was different than, than when sure, I played when I was sure. in the Pac-8 uh, and going up there and uh, – he had a quarterback by the name of Dan Fouts. <laughs> he was fairly good. <laughs> and a running back by the name of Bobby Moore ended up being a modern shot. <laughs> and I had to cover him in the NFL. So. He, w- he wasn't too shabby uh, either. He was pretty good. So they had some good players. They've always had some good players. Well, this is uh, the next to last show of the season, but it's my final show with you for 2018. I'll be in Las Vegas with the Sun Devil men's hoop team next Wednesday night. I wish I could go to that. That'd be uh, kind of fun. Some good games. Yeah. Monday night we play Mississippi State, and Wednesday night either St. Mary's or Utah State at T-Mobile Arena. But, Herm, I just want to take a moment from a personal standpoint and say what a blast it's been working for you, with you on these shows this year. They've been the best coaches' shows, and I've had more fun doing this show than at any other time. And I know I speak for Sean Cressman, our great engineer, been phenomenal you guys have been great and obviously the fan base and the support that they've given sun devils football for all these years i'm I'm, I'm humbled and honored to be their head coach well it's great to have you here at arizona state and we've loved doing the show with you all year long our sun devil radio network coverage of saturday's oregon game starts at 6 30 with the sun devil tailgate show kickoff at 8 40 saturday night we hope you'll be listening 
Thanks to our host at the Lodge, Sasquatch Kitchen, to our great engineer, Sean Crespin, studio coordinator, Cody Fincher, and our good friend, Tim Cassidy, ASU Senior Associate Athletic Director for Football, for all their help all year long. Good luck this weekend, Herm. Thank you, my friend. And thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time. Till then, for Coach Herm Edwards, I'm Tim Healy. Thanks for listening to All Aboard. So long, everybody. You've been listening to All Aboard with Sun Devil football coach Herm Edwards. All Aboard is presented by Coors Light and airs live from the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen in Tempe. Arizona State football is an exclusive presentation of the Sun Devil Radio Network, presented by Mid First Bank.